Joy. And I am Grecia. And we are Basic, Basic Browners. Browners. Okay, guys, this is day two of us drinking mimosas. And we did it for, you know how there's like the hashtag did it for the gram? Like we did it for the podcast. The sacrifices that we do for all of you. I know. We had an epic fail yesterday where we were recording for about two and a half hours, right? It's we had a, it was, oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> it was such great conversations. I was like, oh, we're gonna have so much. I know. Great and, dialogue. And it turned out my computer fell asleep and then it stopped recording eight yeah. minutes in. So we had to redo it <laughs> So today. we had eight out of 90 minutes. Oh, probably more. I don't even remember. And uh, and so we were like, let's do it again today. And yeah. we were trying to sort of recreate it. So like we like just had to drink mimosas yeah. again. So now we're on mimosa rant because we've been, you know, this is our second bottle of mimosa. And let me tell you, I don't have a wine opener. So okay. Grecia went all engineer. She went super nerd. God has chucked in the bottle. I'm going to take a picture of this. I know. So the first bottle that we had was regular champagne. And like, you know, the the cork just kind of comes and pops out. And this one is Prosecco. So, you know, a little bougie, whatever. And but this one required a cork to open it, which Joy didn't have. And then we we like used screwdrivers. And we used the pliers and, like, just, like, our female power to open it. Don't need no man no. to open a bottle. And, <laughs> and that's, like, how much we wanted this. For you. Yeah. For all of you listening. It, it was a sacrifice that we just had to make. Thank so you. I'm just, around. I'm just going to pour a little bit more. So this is a mimosa rant. We don't really have a topic for this. We're no, just gonna, but... we figured we're just gonna keep drinking mimosas and see what pops up. We normally just have these type of conversations anyway. Oh, everywhere just, that we go. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure people have wanted to kick us out of, like, restaurants and stuff. I know, well, so, so there's this place called Bagel Boys near where we live where we go get bagels sometimes, and we just, like, sit there and, like, talk about all these things. It's a very and, white like, town. Yeah, and every once in a while, like, <laughs> I'll just look, and we're just, like, sitting there, and there's, like, this, like, two... Just, like, probably, like, freshmen in college, like, just white boys, and they just, like, give us the eye of, like, what are these bitches talking about? And they're just like, oh, the patriarchy! And the white people! and they're just white like, people! And just kidding, just, I love all the white people. Not all of them. That's I mean, true. hey, I don't care. <laughs> but, yeah, so then they just, like, give us a side of, like, what is happening over there? Like, they just, like, think we're crazy, and, like, no, you're an idiot. Like, that's you, but whatever. And they, they live in a basic-ass town, but, I mean, I think that's why we're kind of basic. That's why we're basic. Like, I like my bagels. I'm literally wearing Uggs right now. I'm not wearing shoes, <laughs> but... But I'm drinking a mimosa, so... <laughs> I am in yoga pants. Not doing yoga. I'm wearing jackings. Yeah, we're kind of basic. Um... <laughs> In case you didn't know. But we're also nerdy and we like to have discussions on, you know, systemic oppression and Latino studies. Oh, we did Latino drunk history yesterday. Oh my god. That was great. That was so good. Wait, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, oh, okay. We this is how it started. We were talking about religion. Right? Yeah. I was talking about how, you know, um how Catholicism and just Christianity in general is basically ingrained 
in our traditions, right? Like as Latino. Um, and I grew up evangelical, so it was like a very big part of it. But, you know, even a lot of traditions have a lot of like Catholic roots. Um, but I have been noticing a lot, especially like going to countries in Latin America, how Catholicism was used as kind of a tool of colonization. And and this is actually like a thing. Like I yes. also studied Latin American studies. Um, among other things, because I just would get bored. Because the white people came, and they're like, if we kill them, and we send them to hell, then that's us being That's bad. a negative on us, and then we but, might go to hell. But if we give them Jesus, and we save them, when we kill them, they're going to heaven. So, so that's a like plus one for them, sending people to heaven. So, like, like hashtag, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> like, I helped you, I murdered you, and sent you to heaven. And then took your lands. Oh, like, here's this land that's unoccupied because we killed these people. Let's just take it. Yeah, like, oh, look at how comfortable. Oh, look at those bananas. Hashtag Chiquita Bananas. Um, (laughs) That's a whole other mess. Yeah, that's another mess. Genocide in Guatemala, my peoples. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, so that was part of our drunk history. Drunk history. Well, um, no, because we were talking about how, you know, religion is part of how we still, like, obviously there's still white people in Latin America. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the ones that are more likely to be running the country. Like, in, whenever I watch right, novelas. White privilege oh, is very real all over the world. When it's I not watch, just a thing in the U.S. When like, I'm watching novelas, like, I'm Mexican, like, the Mexican mm-hmm. telenovelas that are on. I am like, why are all these people white? Why are they all so white with, like, blue, blonde, eyes, blue eyes and blonde <laughs> hair? And I'm like, this is supposed to be Mexican soap opera. Like, there's, and then, like, the brown people are always, like, more indigenous looking. Like, there's not, there's, like, not a lot of middle ground, really. Like, you right. either have them very white or you have them, like, very indigenous looking. And then, like, those people are always, like, And then amazed. the, like, black Latinos aren't even in the no, shows. And they, if they are, they're the criminals. I remember <laughs> one actor. His name was... Very sexualized. Johnny Laborien. And he was, like, a black Mexican. And he was, like, really the only one. And he was, like, I think he was, like, in that Marimar telenovela with Alia. Did you ever watch that one? Sounds familiar. Marimar. Ay. (laughs) (laughs) There was a dance to it. I'm sad you guys can't see it. (laughs) There was a hair flip happening. But... He was in that telenovela, and then, like, but that's, like, the only black person that I can think of. Like, I mean, I really, I stopped watching telenovelas, like, when I was in high school because I was addicted to them, and I was, like, I can't have a life and be upset at the fact that I didn't watch an episode of a telenovela. And that's why I gave them up. Oh, my God. No, I used to be, like, so mad if I missed something. So, like, straight up mid-dinner, and they're just, like, we have to watch the show. Like, you know, what? You know? Oh, my God. You know, I guess Netflix isn't really No, I used to be really upset because, like, I remember uh, when I was little, like, I was watching the novela uh, Mariela del Barrio, which is part of the Maria novelas by Thalia. It was, like, Mariela del Barrio, and it ended, and obviously, like, it ended in a fucking wedding, just like they all do. 
But I remember I cried. I think I was like six or seven. Oh my god! And I was like crying with this stuff like that. And then because I was like, oh, "How can it be over?" And then obviously like, I, I knew Talia telenovela came out soon after, or whatever. So it was. Wait, like, is that how she got her start in telenovela? No, so was she, she a no, she was a singer in like a like a group. I think she was in Timbiriche. It's like one of those. It was one of those groups where like all of these like rich Mexican white kids like just told her parents like oh we want to be musicians can you like make it happen and I'm like they did so like I mean she was actually one of the more talented ones but like some of them like I listened to their songs and I was like what the fuck like this isn't even good <laughs> like they just had rich parents to like help I, them I feel get- like that's another thing we look at like Latin America from the US like oh they're all just poor and shit and it's like no the poor ones are coming here because they're fucked over in their countries too yes. and, and that's the thing you know we think as like you know, Mexico, Central America, like, Latin America, we think of them as just brown people, right? And, mm-hmm. like, brown and black people, because that's the immigrants that we see here. But then, like, not thinking, like, hey, wait, why is that the fact that we're only seeing those immigrants here? And it's like, oh, because they're also facing discrimination in their own countries, you know? Like, white is preferred in our countries, you know? Like, we still have a very colonized mentality that we think, like, the more European I am, the better off. And, like, why is that? Because we've seen it. Like, you know, like, there was the casta system, right? That literally classified people based on the color of their skin. Like, based if they were, like, first-generation Spanish, Spanish born in the new lands, or, like, mixed with, like, indigenous and then indigenous, and then black slaves, right? What they had, no, the in-between, the mulatto, mm-hmm. and then, like, the black slaves, right? It literally was a color scale from, like, dark to white. So it's like, of course we're going to have all these remnants of that still. And I think the dangerous part is, like, how we're seeing a lot of that come to the U.S. with that mentality that we still have as well, Latin Americans what, in the U.S. now. What ends up happening is that you come here, and because of that mentality, like, we are sort of, like... You know, because we're brown, we're still mm-hmm. lighter than right. black people. So then, like, oh, well, at least we're not black people. Right, but and it's then that's like, a lot of anti-blackness in the U.S., and yes. we're feeding that. And I feel like that's where it becomes, like, eh, Because we're all, like, thrown into the bottom of the, like, social, economic right. scale it's like here. being in high school. We're then, the freshmen here. Yeah, and we're just, like, <laughs> instead of realizing, like, that the problem is at the top, we start trying to figure out, like, well, at least we're this, or at least we're that. Right. And, like, it happens, like, it happens back and forth. Like, there are a lot of, like, African-American people that, like, also feel like immigrants are coming and, like, taking their jobs. But, like, actually, what ended up happening, like, way back in the day was finally when, um, after slavery ended, a lot of them, uh, a lot of the, pri- like, former enslaved people started moving to the north. And then, like, they still needed people to work in the farms. And, like, a lot of migrant workers came in. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the, um, say people came to the north and started working on factories. And then, like, the people working in the farms started being brown people. But, like, they, they didn't want to do that job anymore, obviously. Like, no one wants to do it. Right. But, like, we, we're not taking their jobs. Like, it's just, like, they... The, and that says a lot about, like, our, like, as Americans. Why is it that immigrants can come here and start to do better than black people that have been here for a long time. And instead of blaming, like, oh, well, the immigrants, it's like, wait, no, we should look at, like, why is it that this is possible? Like, clearly there is a problem and there is injustice still in this country instead of just, like, blaming other people. I think that's the problem that 
just humans have in general that instead we like like to blame something instead of like questioning like wait what is the root cause of this like what is the initial problem (laughs) like right now like working class white people keep blaming the immigrants for the problem Mm -hmm. it's like okay we didn't tell your rich white corporate corporation owning people to move all the jobs overseas like we didn't do that that wasn't us we are literally not the ones voting against like we literally can't vote so many of us we're not voting against unions here and we know that like the country is like the middle class thrives the most when we have more unions but we're not the ones like facing them out of the country and i think another thing is that like the U.S., we have made it more of a race issue, thinking that, like, oh, white people are doing the best, right? Like, yes, there is white privilege. But I think when we start to look at it, like, and that's one of the things that Bernie did, is that he made it, um, he showed that it's, it is an economic issue, right? Like, it's a lot of, like, social classes, like, socioeconomics. Like, yes, there is, like, race involved in it and, like, a lot of colorism that still drives it. But I think that's the other thing that, like, he made it very aware to working white people that, like, hey, they're not your competition. Like, yeah. this is an economic thing. Like, this is, like, a rich versus, like, the poor, right? Like, in a sense, like, most, actually, most people in poverty in the U.S. are white and, like, most people on welfare are white. Yeah, and then you're just blaming the people of color, and it's like, wait, what? No, like, we come here, and we know that we're disadvantaged. Like, we're just like, yo, we see one little tiny crack of window of an opportunity, and people are just, like, jumping at it, and they're like, yeah. we're going to make the most. And I think that happens in a lot of different countries. You know, there is immigration happening, like, to Mexico, like, from yes. Central America. Like, I was just in the DR, and you see people coming from Haiti and Venezuela, and, like... There are a lot of opportunities in Latin America, like, in these countries. And and I think I start to see, like, the same things happening. Like, you know, the people that were there are just like, well, they're coming in and taking my things. And it's like, at the same time, why were we never taking the opportunities, right? Like, why yeah. were we never trying until somebody else came in and tried to take a piece of it, you know? It's like kind of like a kid that has a couple toys and it's just like, ooh, I like this toy. And they just never play with it. And then another kid's like, I want to play with your toy. And they're just like, no, it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, it's kind of that same mentality. And this isn't unique to the U.S. I think it's just more prevalent because we're such a large country. And we're a pr- really diverse country. But you start to notice it in other places all over the well, world. Well, I mean, right now, all over the world is are a lot of anti-immigration movements, especially mm-hmm. because of refugees. And especially in Europe right now, it's just like, pretty well not just europe you know like myanmar even like so-called developing countries like you see it happening there too and i think that's the other thing like migration has always been a thing like it's part (laughs) it's part of being a human is right people move around and like Oh my god, everyone would be so bored if they just stayed in their towns. Like, even in the U.S., like, people are just like, I'm gonna go to New York, you know? Like, yeah. no one stays. Like, if you do stay there, then, like, eh, you just... Eh. Like, good for you, but, like, yeah. other people don't want to <laughs> just stay there. Right. You know? And it's just, like... Like, it's... society thrives on movement and, like, exchanging of ideas and culture, like, through movement. And I think now it's become so exponential, right? Like, I mean, I always think of... Britain, right? Like, tea time for Britain is, like, one of the most British things ever, 
But, like, most, so much of their tea came from India. Like, so many of their spices came from India. Like, okay. Wait, Britain... from here, too? No, yeah, but, like, I mean, even before they came oh, here. Okay. I mean, like, if you think about it, like, it's one of the most British things, yet, like, they needed to go to other places to, like, find right. this thing that's, like... And it's just, like, you, like, we think of things being so homogenous, but, like, even when we think of Italy, like, one of their staples is pasta but pasta was a chinese product like the first noodles were made in china they weren't made in italy but like now it's become like an italian thing and we just like think of places being so homogenous but like that's not really how it happened right like culture is always evolving like it's always changing and we're always exchanging ideas like now we have the internet that's letting us exchange ideas right like you know like we are seeing movements happening in other places. We're listening to different music, right? Like, I just found out about, like, what is it? Dembo? Dembo? Dembo. Dembo. It was good. But, you know, like, I would have never listened to that, right? If it wasn't that I went there. But even, like, then people, like, if I, like, I might see someone on Instagram posting this, and I'm like, ooh, what is this, you know? And, and like, we're having this, like, huge exchange of information and just ideas happening on the internet that's happening so exponentially that it wasn't before you know before it was like merchants changing like going through the silk road you know like italian merchants trading with chinese merchants and like bam new culture and then i think that's the problem with people just saying like no this is my culture this is your culture and like you have to keep these boundaries and it's like Yes, you can't appropriate, like, you know, like, there is, like, good and bad appropriation of cultures, I feel, but there is also cultural exchange that's happening, you know, like, we are learning about other things and just adapting it and taking different parts of stuff and it becomes this whole new thing. Like, even us, you know, like, we are a new generation, a new culture, this, like, diaspora of, like, people that you know, Latinos who have come to different countries, like, not just the U.S., that have left their countries, and you kind of, like, take on some American ideals and, like, still preserve your own cultural ideals, but, you know, just, like, leaving behind a lot of the things that don't belong to you anymore. Like, machismo, that's something I want to just leave in 2017. the thing I was showing you. Leave it in 2015 and get the fuck out of here. I'm, like, from a really tiny rural town in Mexico, and, like, I reconnected, like, with some people that I went to school with through Facebook. Really? And, yeah. Like, and, elementary school? Yeah, like, Whoa. that girl that I showed you that's celebrating her 14th anniversary oh, with I her husband. this was, like, high school. No, this is somebody that's, like, celebrating her you know, 14th. Like, one more One more She's celebrating her 14th anniversary with her husband. So, she went to school with me. I'm 28 years old. So, that means that... She got married when they were 14. When she was 14, the dude looks older than her. And sure they got married? Maybe they were just, like, hooking up. But that's but still, still not that's still, not a, that's still not, like, she's still saying that this right, is the 14th that anniversary. And I might be like, oh, this is a different culture. Like, you don't get it. But, but it's like, biologically, you are not maturing quicker. Okay, you cannot make these decisions I, the at reason, 14 years old. This is, like, my new problem with the Latinx community, or just, like, the Mexican community that I have grown up with. This is, like, my new problem with them. And I'm, like, so fired up about it because someone that's like a family friend of mine like I just I wasn't like super close with her but like I would just like bump into her parties and she actually this last year she graduated from high school in May in 2017 and she graduated pregnant she's 18 graduated pregnant 
and she is dating someone that I went to school with. So this dude is 27, 28, and he started dating this girl in high school, and now she got pregnant, and now they have a kid, and, like, I don't even know if she's going to go to college. And I'm just, like, so mad because, like, families, like, don't step up to the plate and, like, call this shit out. Like, why is it like okay? Just like, oh, okay, like, he's marrying him. Yeah, like, why, did, why is it okay that this 28-year-old dude is dating this 17-year-old girl? Like, right. how is that okay? Like, think of you when you were 17 as compared to now. Like, do you have the same ideas and no. aspirations? And that's the, the problem. Like, I get, like, yes, men don't mature as quickly as women. But there is a reason that, you know, like, we have the age of consent, right? Because, like, women's brains are still developing. And, and just children's brains. Like, at 17, like, you do not have the capacity as, like, a 28-year-old male to be but making not decisions. Even, like, that's so creepy on my part. You're listening to Basic Brown Nerds, and we'll be right back. Hey, Basic Brown Nerds, this is Joy Valerie, and I have some really exciting news for you. We have launched our merch shop, so you can go to basicbrownnerds.com shop and rep the Basic Brown Nerd movement. And this is one of the ways that we can keep making high-quality content and bring you season three. Yup, we are bringing season three in 2020. And know that when you go to our shop, you're not just supporting us. You are not just supporting the production of this. 100% of the profits goes back into Basic Brown Nerd so that we can bring you more episodes, but also because I want to make all of the ideas that I have a reality, events, and keep bringing you awesome content that every time you listen or see Basic Brown Nerds, you know that these are people just like you, that in this time where people are talking so much crap about us, that you know that our community is strong, powerful, resilient, that we make things out of nothing. And to be honest, that's how we started Basic Brown Nerds almost three years ago. We started in front of a computer and just trying to figure it out. So if you've been listening since then, thank you so much. And when you shop from Basic Browners, you're not just supporting this, you are supporting local business, local Guatemalan-owned business right here in New York. So thank you and feel free to reach out to us on social media at Basic Browners and also to me at Joy Valerie with two E's on Instagram and Twitter. I am low-key addicted to social media. That's literally my career. <laughs> I work in media. So I'm really excited to get to know you all, but also feel free to send me any opportunities, any ways to collaborate, to keep making this bigger and keep basic brown nerds going. So see you next decade in 2020. <laughs> My, like, biggest problem is that, like, I feel like I, the way that I see it is, like, with our Mexican community, like, the particular Mexican community that I have grown up in, which is a lot of people from rural areas that now live here. So the great thing about that is we are still able to have a community. Like, we have people that we have known since where we lived in Mexico. Like, we have family here. And it's, like, a great sense of community that we have. But the problem is that because we're all from the same place, we bring all of the same ideas with us, and, like, we keep perpetuating the same machista ideals. Mm -hmm. And so the problem with that is, like, I feel like everyone loves children. Like, 
if any girl gets pregnant, no one's ever going to be like, oh, you, like, I mean, you know, obviously, like, it's a more of an individual thing, but, like, as a community, no one's ever going to be like, oh, you shouldn't have that. Mm-hmm. Baby, like, everyone, like, embraces babies. And, like, we all love kids, and we all just, like, love them and give them love. But, like, the moment a girl looks like a woman, she's just a woman. And, like, you don't even think of her. I mean, her... that was the whole concept of kissing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, you don't even think of them. Like, if, if you have a 14-year-old girl dating a 24-year-old guy, for example, people are, like, oh, it's just, like, anda de caliente. Like, they say, like, it's the girl's fault. Cause they she's the one, like she's in heat, like an animal. Yeah, like like she's being horny, like she's <laughs> and it's like I'm sorry, but like she's, she's a, a teenager. Exactly, and I'm like, and these guys take advantage of the fact that they kind of know what girls want to be set. Like they know right. what girls and want if to you're hear. An eighteen year old girl, like you're most likely insecure coming to terms with your body. Like, but not even eighteen. Like they're going after fourteen and fifteen. Right, but that's that's the thing. It's like you know, like as an adult man, like you are. Trash, fucking trash. Yeah, all men are <laughs> trash. But especially after, like, and and that's the problem though. Like we, like in our communities, like I know, like in the Latino community, in the Guatemalan community, like we make these things very acceptable. Yes, and that's a thing. So, like, of course, the men doing this, they don't think of themselves as creepy. Like their no. their friends and family, they don't think it's creepy at all. They're just like, no, no, this is cool, totally cool. It's part of that cultura. And, and they these are things it. we need to leave behind, you know. Leave yes. that, leave that shit. And like, it's like not okay because like that to me is like one of the biggest disservice that we do to right. our girls. It's like get, telling them that it's their fault that they're then flirting with these men because or it's if not their being fault raped or assaulted or harassed. Yes. Like, it's their fault for putting their boobs out. Like like, wearing I mean, clothes that are too tight. But then at the same time, we tell women, like, you know? Like, yeah. that was the thing that I was so uncomfortable when I was in Guatemala. Um, you know, like, just my, like, I wear pretty, like, loose-fitting clothes. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I dress kind of, like, bohemian-ish. I don't know. I kind of just look like a bum. Yeah, I'm but not like, very, <laughs> yeah, I'm never trying to, like, I just like to dress for, like, my body type, but not, like... Right, and that's the other thing, and I was just like, okay, like, I got a little bit more to love, like, that's fine, but then when I was in Guatemala, like, people, like, I have a belly ring and, like, a tattoo on my side, and, like, my aunts are just like, well, why don't you show that off? But then I was just like, I'm so confused, because at the same time, you're telling me not to provoke men, you know? Yeah. But then it's like, oh, why don't you wear this, like, a little tighter? And I'm just like, but you just told me, like, I can't, you know? You're and it's like, you get these mixed signals. Yes. Or you tell women, like, you need to be pure, you can't date, you can't have a boyfriend, and then all of a sudden you're just like, why aren't you married? Why don't we prize as much, like, going to college as we do as, like, quinceañeras, you oh know? Oh, my God. Like, I thought that was great, because you were just like, oh, you know, you for quinceañeras, you have, like, a padrino, and for everything. For the DJ, for the food, for the dress, for the shoes, like, tu ultima muñeca, tu blah, blah, blah. It's like, can I have a padrino for my science classes, a padrino for my English classes, yeah. like, a padrino for my new <laughs> I need my padrino for my book. My lunch food. Yeah, My dorm. But, like, that doesn't work the same way. Or, like, you have people spending up it would probably amount. be cheaper to do a college. Yeah, no, people <laughs> spend an obscene amount of money on quinceañeras, and I'm like, why are we not spending that same amount of money on college? And quinceañeras are usually, to, you know, like, yes, there's all these traditional things. I didn't have a quinceañera. And, <coughs> yeah, I didn't want one. <coughs> but, yeah, so I'm just, like, annoyed that we don't have the same push for education as we do for like becoming a woman like I think it's like a beautiful thing like I think it's like something amazing for like girls to look back on it's like really one of the only few times that we get to celebrate 
being female and being a woman and like celebrating those things about ourselves but I just feel like at the same time like it's still very driven by the patriarchy because it's all like oh well like now that you're 15 like now technically it's like now it's when you start dating and it's like right. now you start wearing makeup and like now you start wearing high heel shoes although and like, like is it really like probably not what do you mean like people are doing it before is oh yeah mean? no yeah yeah Definitely. yeah <laughs> no but i mean like, traditionally traditionally that's what it was that's yeah. why you got your last movie you were presenting and it you got eligible for marriage yeah like my family actually does like an opposite well not like an opposite thing is it i don't even think we were allowed to date i don't even know i never got the okay yeah i think i was like 18 and i was like no um <laughs> <laughs> but um for me, like, growing up evangelical, one, I was, like, always questioning my faith growing up, because I was, like, ah. I had a gay cousin, and I st- and that's when I really started questioning a lot of my faith, because I was, like, but the church is telling me one thing, and I grew up with this kid, and, like, I'm just not agreeing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, like, one of the things that made me really question things, um, among a lot of other things, but mainly for me it was supposed it was the the religious ceremony like for us it was more like you know you have the whole ceremony you like present it to god to serve mm-hmm. to like protect as a woman and even though like maybe my family doesn't necessarily like believe a lot of like the patriarchal stuff that we say it's still part of the conversation it's just like it and it just yeah made me uncomfortable. people are just like not aware of it you know like people right. don't and we didn't get a party because we're not allowed to as evangelicals <laughs> we're not allowed to drink or oh. dance or have fun basically well, um that was a fun well, I was part just like uh, why am i gonna invite my friends they're gonna think i'm a weirdo like, yeah and i was just like i don't want this so i didn't um, well, I was just super birdie, and I was... I rented a limo. Oh, you did rent a limo? Yeah, I invited, like, ten friends. Oh, so you did sort of have one, but not... It was more like a sweet 16-ish. I invited ten friends. I had a very small party. I rented out a hotel room. I was basic as fuck. Uh, well, I didn't want one because, like, we had kind of, like, big ones. Like, my two right, cousins... Right, you told me about So, these. my two cousins, they were two years... Two and a half years older than me, and so they both had their quinceañeras, like, the same year, right? And... They were both, like, at hotel ballrooms, and, you know, like, they all invited, like, family, and then they all had the big dresses, and they did the dances, and, like, blah, 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 and then everyone, obviously, like, at their quince, everyone's like, oh, like, when is yours coming, and I was like, uh, you're gonna be waiting for a while, because I don't want one, and then I was You didn't want one either? No, because I was like, I wanted my parents, because it was for a super nerdy reason. It wasn't so much that I didn't, like, want the party. I was just like, I want my parents to save that money for college. Like, I don't want to spend that money on a party. I want that money to be saved for college. What a responsible 15 I know. Sometimes I'm just like, I was so uptight. Like, I think it's... (laughs) Like, I think it was, like, a good thing that I didn't do a lot of stupid shit when I was younger. But, like, now I'm just, like, I still haven't gotten a chance to just kind of, like, be wild and crazy. Let's go. Let's go. I know. I feel like I kind of need to, you know... Hi. Everyone... (laughs) You volunteer. You volunteer. I mean, I think I mean I did get to travel like before I had my so I found out I was pregnant like 
I was like 20, I was 21. So my birthday's in December. I found out like before my 22nd birthday. So like between 20 and 21, I traveled a lot, you know, like I had a full year where like every three months I was traveling and I took a summer class at UC Berkeley and I went to Vegas and I went to Disney World and I visited my friend in Chicago. Like I feel like I had a lot of fun, but like, um, I haven't really since then, and I'm 28. That's, like, a long time. I mean, time. you've had a lot of responsibilities since then, so, like, who can blame you, you know? I like, know, but, like, it still feels like I'm missing out on stuff. Like, I could, I should still, like, know, you know, I love because, watching. Like, yes, I get it, but, like, you feel like you're missing out, but you get a lot of hangovers, and you get a lot of No, breaks. but I don't think it needs to be, like, that <laughs> kind of crazy. Like, it kind of, like, I love going out dancing, and I haven't ah, done that in okay, a while. Okay. Or, like, I do I like traveling. But I like traveling too. Like it doesn't have to be me right. doing crazy things. Like I just don't feel like I've been living my life to the max, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I yeah. love watching the the show Jane the Virgin, and like yes. this season, she had like a new love interest, and it was just sort of meant to remind her that she's even though she's a mom, and yeah, you know, she's also a widow in the show. Oh it's supposed God, to. So, so tragic. It's supposed to be a telenovela, so yes, it's dramatic. But <laughs> it was supposed to like remind people that she's still like young yeah. and she still has to live her life, even though she's like a young mom. You know, it's such a telenovela made for like the Latinx diaspora, right? But, okay. Because it's that in between, yes. you know, like American girl growing up in this like Latino community and like. Yeah, you know, it's in English, but you still have the voiceover and they're like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, no. And, I mean, I, I love watching that show. And, and she's a writer, and, like, I'm a writer. So, like, basically, yeah, minus the weirdo part, like, I'm basically Jane the Virgin. My, also, minus the Virgin part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's, like, the big part. She's not a virgin anymore. No, she she's got it not. All. I know. Good for her. I know. Pobrecita. <laughs> but I, I, I really like that one episode that they were talking about how, you know, like, she talked about how she had put so much pressure on sex. Like, when she, like, finally was just like, I'm going to have casual sex, you know? like Yeah. And she talked about that. And they were just like, you know, like, we put so much pressure on sex. And, like, you know, the It has to aspect. be magical. Right. And it has to be with the right person. And, like, yeah, and I, I mean, like, yeah, I totally grew up with that. And I thought, like, the first time... I got it on. I was just like, oh, fuck. I'm going to get struck by lightning. And the the not negative consequence of that was that I kind of thought, like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm committed to the person for, like, ever now. Like, we're going to get married. Oh yeah. And, like, I stayed in a really, like, just not a good fit of a relationship. Because, like, in my mind, I was just like, well, this is it. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. we got it on. And now I'm, like, fully committed to this person. And I kind of, like had that mentality of, like, okay, like, this is someone that I'm going to be with for, like, ever. I mean, I kind of... Um, and I was 16! No, maybe? I don't know. 18, 16, 17, 17. I don't know. <laughs> I was... Um, my first since time, then, I've come a long way. My first time, I was 19. And I have to say, like, I also... I When I was 16, there was a 22-year-old dude that wanted to date me. I've told you this before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wanted to date me. And, like, we did kind of, like, did some stuff. And, like, this is kind of, like, one of the reasons why it, like, makes me angry about, like, older men dating younger women because I felt like for a long time I kept saying like I don't want to date him but like I had you know other people in my life that were like oh but you should and he likes you and like blah 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 and then I was like oh like maybe I should and like maybe he does like me and like whatever and then like we ended up kind of like doing some stuff but like he wanted to like go all the way and I was like there's and I didn't want to and I was like there's no way I'm letting this dude 
put that thing in me. <laughs> because I was just like... I mean, when you think about sex, it's kind of gross. No, it is. But I was like, I'm not letting him do that because I feel like, I felt like he just wanted to have that claim over me of being able to say, I took her and virginity. And that's like such a thing. And that I was just... Yeah, Why I was, is that a thing? Just, I don't know. But I was just like, I'm not letting him have that. And so I didn't. And then like, I wasn't... And that was when I was 16. And then I wasn't ready to actually have sex when I was 19. And it was with the guy that I was with for a long time. And like... I always thought that he was going to be the first person that I was going to be with. And I was, like, comfortable. And it was, like, my choice. And mm-hmm. I, I was, like, I kind of said, like, this is what I want to do. it. Let's do it. And so, mm-hmm. like, I kind of feel really good about the fact that, like, I waited till I wanted to. And I did it with the person that I wanted to. And, like, I kind of, I didn't feel like I was, like, meant to marry him because of that. But it was just, like, I had never really dated anyone and, um, so I just, like, kind of thought, like, oh, it's gonna be me and him, and, like, whatever, but it wasn't, I didn't necessarily feel, like, because I had, like, at that point, I wasn't as religious anymore, and so I didn't really feel like I had to marry him because of that, but, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it was also just, like, uh, you know, like, so many people get married young, like, I was 22 when my daughter was born, and, like, with my more Americanized friends or like my white friends like I was like a very young mom but with my Mexican family it wasn't weird because like my mom my mom was married and she was also 22 by the time I was born yeah my mom had me at 23 yeah so it wasn't it's like within the Mexican community it's not weird anything you're a little old yeah, and, and <laughs> now people are like, oh, when are you having another one? And I'm like, no, I don't want one. And they're like, oh, you'll change your mind. I'm like, no, I won't. <laughs> I don't want another child. Like, I know that everything that I want to do, I can do with one, but I know that I can't do with with more. And then, like, I also have to, like, find someone I like if both men are trash and I don't want to date a man right now. Like, the idea of, like, finding a man in me and, like, yeah, I want to have a baby. I'm like, ugh, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> yeah, like, ew. Like, you're just, you're trash. What a dog. And I have a daughter, and I kind of love that, like, female energy right now. In right. my house, it's, like, my mom, me, and Eliana. And just, like, the idea of, like, bringing a man into my life, like, I just, like, don't want that right now. See, I, I always see it, I'm pretty sure, like, everyone that knows me knows this. Like, I want, like, a part partner that sounds really good so tell me about this right i, I maybe i should start a service um <laughs> maybe like this is the next dating app just like you know like i coffee I can... meets half a bagel <laughs> i don't know what, what a, a flagel <laughs> or a flagel yeah those are the flat bagels it's like it's a third of a bagel <laughs> Or, like, diet bagel. I don't know. Like, a diet relationship. Like, it's not really a relationship. It's just kind of, like, remnants of it. Yeah, because I'm not, like, I'm not for this whole, like, I have, like, the friends with benefits thing. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. Like, we want a little bit more commitment than that. Like, I want more, but, like, I also want to lead my own life, right? Maybe it has to, maybe this is, like, a thing that white people do. I don't know. I feel like I have a very, like, Latino view of like, how relationships work, because, you know, like, you see, like, 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 for me, and I realized that's something I had to work with, is just, like, for me, a relationship was always just, like, oh, okay, you're dating someone, and then you, like, flip your whole life upside down, and you make everything for the man, and you cook for him, and you clean for him, and everything, but that's, like, my view of, like, how I've always seen things, so that's, that's changed a lot. But I also think the problem is that, um, like, when we get to a relationship, we think a relationship is, like, supposed to be, like, you date, 
you get engaged, you get married. And, like, I don't think that for me, like, I, if I'm in a relationship that's working for me, like, I don't necessarily need to be engaged. Right. Like, I'm not waiting for, like, like those specific steps. Like, it's a lot of how I think about a relationship now. So, like, maybe, like, I think now I'm just, like, I want a partner, you know, like, someone to enjoy things. But someone that I could be, like, I don't know, like, let's, for me, it would just be really convenient to just be, like, yo, let's meet up once a month. Spend the whole weekend together. Great. See you. Bye. I'm going to go chill. I'm going to go do me. I'm going to spend the whole weekend Netflixing by myself. Yeah. Um, need, I need, like, 50-50 time. Like, I need equal amounts of time alone as I do, like, socializing. Um, so it's, like, gotten harder to be, like, always on. Um, so then after a while, I'm just like, I, I just need space to, like, process everything yeah, like, to write and, like, just... But now we're, like, at work where we have to socialize with people, but not necessarily in a way that actually, like... Not in a genuine it does, way. Yeah, it doesn't actually... Nourishing. It, yeah, it's not actually like nourishing socializing time. It's like right. training socializing time, and then we go like home, and on. it's like now you want some real interaction with people, but at the same time you don't want any interaction with people, right. and it's just like I don't know. We just kind of have to find that balance, and like yes, yeah, sometimes I do things where like I try to not spend time with people for a while and I do I have gotten so much better at saying no to people I like people will say like hey I have this thing and I'm like okay like I can't or or like something like December I really didn't have money and there were a bunch of things going on in the city and I was like I can't afford to go into the city right now because it's like gas tolls and then maybe you have to pay for parking and then like yeah you're paying for dinner or you're paying for drinks or you're paying for something else and it's just like you spend at least a hundred dollars like a day yeah and I'm just like I can't do it right now like for me I'm just like that's like two or three days in a foreign country like why am I gonna do that yeah so, yeah, so no. And so, like, I've gotten a lot better at just, like, saying no to people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, okay, so this is Mimosa Rant. So what have we talked about so far? Um, we talked about traditions, religion, quinceañeras. And then... ish Oh, my God. History. And now we're out of mimosas. Yeah. So thanks for listening to Basic Brown Nerds. If you have any questions or feedbacks, or if you want to submit to your version of taking out the trash, telling us about those trash men in your lives, email us at basicbrownnerds at gmail.com. Go to patreon.com slash basicbrownnerds, or you could donate directly to us at Venmo at basicbrownnerds. Bye! Thanks for listening to Basic Brown Nerds.